It's time once again for the Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast with your hosts, David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a resource for all worship leaders and team members serving in the local church. Take a seat at the table and join the conversation as David, Kevin, and their guests discuss all things worship, from team dynamics to technology to song selection. Feel free to poke fun at David's hair, talk football, or bring up other topics that have nothing to do with worship. We want to add your voice to the conversation. Find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash WMCatalyst. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst. Or just head over to worshipministrycatalyst.com and drop a note in the comments section of any episode. And now, it's time for the show. Well, hello, everyone. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of Finally, worship. right? Yeah, I know. Finally, <laughs> another flipping episode of Worship. I mean, it, people probably just been like sitting there, like checking their podcast app like every day. It's like, when is, when is it going to come? When is it going to come? Like shaking, to, you know, twitching because it's just not happening yet. And, yeah. And it's like, it's like, it's like, I don't know, any big event in life. I mean, Christmas, your wedding. I mean, it's like, it's just like you can't, it, it just feels like forever. And then all of yeah. a sudden, one day, boom, it, it happens. Got and it. like everything you dreamed of. Yeah. True. Except I, I kind of doubt people are, <laughs> are really yeah. waiting with bated breath. You okay, know, scenario oh. B. <laughs> scenario oh. B is, what's oh. this weird reminder I got from, oh, uh, look, a notification. Po- that, what is that? Oh, that's right. Worship, that one worship, podcast. I used to listen used to, to that. that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like three months ago, I listened to that. What happened to that? Yeah. Yes, we're we're yes, back. Yes, here we are. After like three months. Yes, yeah, this so is like I, our sixth season. The, oh man, really? Well, we started season in two thousand eight, so so that would be our first season. So two thousand nine, two thousand ten, mm-hmm. eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. This is our eighth season. Season eight. I was way off on the numbers. Man, you know, there's TV shows that don't last that long. I know. Long. I mean, like, Friends lasted 10. Mm-hmm. Office was 10. Dude, Survivor, man. Survivor's like on like season 21. I think it's like season that. 21, man. And that starts tonight. It starts tonight. <gasps> I know. Yeah. Uh, Survivor, uh, second yeah. chance. Survivor, second chance. Yeah, but I didn't know any of the people. It's I knew fu- a couple of them. But. Yeah, it's funny because they did the whole thing for the season finale mm-hmm. last year, where like you know they did the live, like the the live and announcing. Nobody's clapping because nobody recognizes any of the names. Yeah, and <laughs> seriously, like like you know they they bring the you know the thirty potential people out there, and I'm like, yeah, I know like a handful. But of them. they had that that prerequisite. You couldn't have already been back. Mm-hmm. Like this, you, you if this was going to be your second chance back, you weren't going to be. So they had to go through and pick people who hadn't had a second chance. Which that kind of bugs me, if I may. Like, I understand producers are trying to, you know, create good television mm-hmm. and all the rest. But, like, some of the people have literally been on Survivor, like, four and, times. And lost. Yeah. Four times. And lost four times. Like, and if I, you can't win. After four times. Yeah. Like, how many thousands of people have mm-hmm. applied and want to be on Survivor? And you bring the same, you know, Joker back, like, yep. you know, four times. I don't know. It bugs mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Here was my, I had a great pitch idea. Mark uh, Burnett apparently did not like my idea, the executive producer. Um, but my idea, instead of Second Chance, and, and I, I pitched this idea long before Second Chance, you know, was the, the season 21 or whatever season we're in. But my idea was to take 
the very first person voted out uh, of every season and bring them together and call that second chance. That's a good idea. See what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You see because what I'm they saying? never really got a chance they to prove themselves. They never got any chance. Themselves. They yeah. got no chance at but all. But what do you do with the person who's voted out first oh, on that one? Oh, that's a heartbreaker. Because if you're the person voted out first on this, you know, that means that for two two times you've been voted out first. That's Well, that's you just don't have a first. Like you, uh, your first tribal council is like everyone gets a gold star. And then the second <laughs> one, two people go. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do. It's like, hey, everyone gets a pass this yeah. time so you can say you're not the first voted out. Get your um, par- participation trophy. <laughs> participation Survivor trophy. participation trophy. But, oh, uh, man. Yeah, anyway, so that was my idea. Yeah. I thought that would have been a, a good cool idea. idea. Take take the first person voted out of Well, maybe every... he's listening to this podcast right now. Right, because Mark and, Burnett yeah, loves I mean, worship ministry capitalists. Well, I mean, he, he he tells us all the time yeah, man. about how much he listens to the podcast. But, totally, uh, right? Yeah, so maybe, or maybe somebody who knows Mark will pass this on. And, right. And, you, and we'll have this podcast. You know, we'll have this basically copywritten and dated. Yep. So you can point back to this and say, I said this on... I said this on this date. Yeah. By the way, today's date is September 23rd. September 23rd. Fall equinox. Today, fall has officially begun. Yeah. Actually, it's, wasn't fall equinox yesterday, technically? No, it was this morning at 1.20 a.m. Oh, yeah. oh, excuse me. Yeah. Excuse yeah, me, don't, mister. Don't, I like weather. So, all right. All right. So I have my own personal weather station at home. Um, <laughs> and it's Yom Kippur. Do you know what Yom Kippur is? Oh, yeah, that's that uh, that Jewish. Um, uh, it is. It's a Jewish holiday. Um, I don't know what what you do on Yom Kippur. It's the Day of Atonement. Oh, man, that's cool, dude. Yeah. So. So what do we do for Day of Atonement? Do we like sacrifice uh, an animal? <laughs> well, or? well, we don't sacrifice anything because <laughs> we're not Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, well, they don't sacrifice anymore either. But um. No, I was reading about it because I saw it on the calendar, Yom Kippur, and what does Yom Kippur mean? Yeah. Um, it's something to do with, okay, so this is like the end of the year, or like the beginning, it's actually, it's the officially the beginning of a year, and so this is the day of atonement for all of your sins against God for the last year. Wow. And so like you've sinned against God, they've been written down in this book, this is your last chance to make it right with God for all the things that you did in the last year. Otherwise the book will be closed and you move on and you don't have the chance to go back and make those right. Wow. Yeah. That is a lot of pressure. You know, I'm really glad that I've been saved by the grace that, of Jesus Christ. Doesn't that make you feel good? It's like, oh man, thank you, Lord. It's like, what did I do this last year? <laughs> like you got to I haven't like a, asked for forgiveness. Yeah, you for. gotta keep a book, like a record <laughs> of it, man. But yeah, the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. I'm I'm glad I follow yeah. I'm glad I follow that. <laughs> uh because yeah, Day of Atonement could be a very depressing yeah, day. Yeah, so that would otherwise. be a be a rough day. I it think. would be because you're like, I hope I remember everything. Right. But yeah, oh, so man. but it's fall. Football has begun. Oh, the boy. the cool is in the air. It's almost yeah, Melanie, time for apple cider. Melanie, and, uh, just last night, uh, busted out the uh, the pumpkin spice um, candle. There you go. And yeah. she lit the pumpkin. And mm-hmm. like, I, I I was at a meeting last night, pretty late. I walk in. And I'm like, it smells like fall in yeah, here, right? Yes, yes. That's Super a, cool. Yeah. But yeah, we've been a little out of commission for the... Like, uh, pumpkin Spice makes me think of Brian Regan because he <laughs> does that that skit or that bit on uh, 
cranberry juice, you know, like the cran man is like back off cran. Yeah. Man. yeah. Like cranberry's getting into all the stuff. Well, pumpkin spice is getting into all the stuff. It's like right? the pumpkin spice guy is doing a really good job right now. Yeah. That is a funny little bit. Cause yeah, cranberries and everything. You got mm-hmm. the cran grape, the cran cherry, the cran apple, the, you know, <laughs> man, cranberries having a great year. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, so we've been a little out of commission. A little bit, a little bit. Um, so if you're getting a notification and you forget what podcast this is, mm-hmm. welcome back. Uh, it's It's been yeah. over three months, right? Yeah, I think June was the last one we talked Golly. to uh, Dave Yock from That's right. uh, Garden City Project. That's right, that was and cool. And he's actually putting some articles up right now once a month on nice. Worship Ministry Catalyst. And so you want to make sure you go check those out. And yeah. I'm going to be putting some articles over on Garden City Project, kind of trading off there. So Switching it up. Um, we're also hoping to come up with some kind of project that uh, our our worship ministry catalyst group can work on. So cool. you'll be hearing details on that. I have no idea what that's Great. going to be. I have but, no idea either. Uh, <laughs> this is the first I've yeah, heard of it. <laughs> yeah, and so... Um, so, but we're going to be hopefully trying to get some discussion going and see if we can come up with something and then asking for people to contribute. By the way, one of our authors, uh, uh, Gang, Gang I, Gang Hai, ah, Victor, Victor, um, one of our authors writes from India. Uh, he just and released, he released the, that EP, an EP yeah. that, which is awesome. Yeah. So uh, we'll make sure we'll put a link to that and we'll uh, do a review to that. So you can go check that out. Thank you, Victor. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, tons of stuff has happened. I mean, they're like, we could, we could probably stop and go back through all the yeah. worship stuff that's gone on in the last three months and have like an hour long podcast. Yeah. We so. could easily fill up this podcast with stuff that we've, uh, missed over the last, mm-hmm. during the summer. Uh, I mean, a lot, a lot of, um, uh, a lot of big things too. I mean, even in our own churches and our mm-hmm. own lives, um, which, which actually kind of leads to what we want to talk about today about change. So, you know, our church has been going through change. Huh? They there, that's right. Woo! Come on, um, yeah. Like our church has been going through change. I think I mentioned on the last podcast, um, we had just discovered that you know our uh, uh, our building that we were meeting in, which is a pole a pole building, uh, the posts were rotten, so we had to kind of vacate that before anything dangerous happened, like an earthquake that would make it all collapse or whatever. Um, and, and it probably didn't help that around that same time, like that article was going viral about, oh, about the major the earthquake. The major earthquake, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like we better get out of here. No, but see, you're you're east of I five, so you're okay. <laughs> so <Yeah>. it's all <laughs> we're east Vancouver. Yeah, no problem there, uh, brother. You know, just on a side note, that kind of stuff bugs me. You mm-hmm. know, like like that big big dramatic things, like you know, watch out for the you know nine earthquake that's gonna hit. It's like. I don't know. I mean, some put their trust in men. I put trust in God, but whatever. Anyway, so um, over the last number of months, uh, we've been uh, working on repairing our building, um, and and that's been a huge transition, a huge change, because mm-hmm. we're meeting in our, our fellowship hall, um, which was never quite designed to be a, a sanctuary. Fortunately, it's probably the biggest you know foyer fellowship hall you've right. ever seen. It's huge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so funny. One of our elders, uh, who's newer to our church, he's been at our church for, I think six years now. And, uh, he's like, yeah, because when I first came to the church, um, he's like, I remember thinking, why does the church have the biggest foyer I've ever seen? Like, <laughs> like it is. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's like, oh, that's why, that's why we have it. Cause yeah. God, God knew that one day we would be <laughs> out of the sanctuary. We'd need a place to meet. 
So basically though, what's going on right now for our listeners, this is that moment and like, you know, uh, extreme makeover home edition, like where they fast forward through like, you know, so much work. Right. And like one second and like they go from everything's, everything's, you know, unfinished and now it's immediately finished. Yeah. Yeah. So like basically the listeners of our podcast heard four months ago, there's this going to start happening and now you've been working. Yeah, we've been going four, crazy. Four months solid. Yeah, it's been and crazy. Yeah, you know, we're we're a little bit at a standstill right now because we're waiting for some permits to come through. But once those permits come through, yeah, silly permits. Son of a permit. Uh, but once those permits come through, yeah, we'll, we'll be cranking. We, we've already done a lot of stuff that we could do. Like, you know, I mean, the building's gutted. Um, you know, uh, it, yeah, it, it's... It's crazy. You walk in there, you know, and it's just like a shell. It's just concrete and wooden posts, and um, and you know, drywalls ripped up and and insulation everywhere. I spent probably a week and a half up in the attic during the hot dog days of summer. <laughs> may I? Yeah. May the I remind hottest you, summer on record. Yeah. May I remind you that um, up in the attic is easily twenty degrees yeah, hotter yeah, than easily on than down on the the ground. No air moving. Oh my goodness! Literally. <laughs> and it's funny. I just gotten these. Uh, uh, these. I'm, I'm wearing these wrist braces. I'm. I'm showing the audience. I don't think they can't see. Um, I. I, I have these kind of. Uh, I have these uh wrist braces that I've been wearing because um my uh my thumbs and my wrists have been kind of aggravated lately. So I just gotten these wrist braces. Right. I'm up in the attic. I'm pulling wire, and I. You know. I mean, it's like 120 degrees there, and and. And like literally these braces, you know, which are pretty thick, durable nylon, whatever they are. I mean, they are just soaked through. Mm-hmm. I had to take them off. They smell so bad, man. I had to throw them <laughs> in the wash. I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to wash these or not, yeah, but, but like they're going to get washed. They're going to get washed because this is nasty. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So you know, pulling wash. So our church is changing. Um, uh, you know, and and that that's kind of one of the things we're, you know, as David and I before we hit record. Just reminiscing, I mean, a lot's happened over the last three or four months. I just had a thought, though. I mean, like, like we're when it comes to podcasting, like we're like the uh, the dogs and up. <laughs> With squirrel, With squirrel, squirrel. It's like squirrel, and like all of a sudden we're talking about something entirely different. Yeah, no, and we're then, focused, man. And I'm then focused. we come back, yeah. So you have to like I'm kind focused. of bring us no, back change, all the time. change, boom, change. We've talked about change before. We've we actually have. probably talked about change a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm but, sure there's plenty of episodes, but this in particular, Dave and I were talking yeah. like. Like it, it seems at this moment in time, this yes, the September twenty third, two thousand fifteen. It seems like change just happens more and more frequently, and whether that's specific changes like in our church where we're we're fixing a building, or even uh, my wife, who's the children's director at our church, after you know she's been doing it for nine years, uh, she she's going to be stepping down, staying at home, kind of being a stay at home mom for for a season. And uh, so we're in the process of, of, you know, getting a new children's director and there, there's change in that. So there's like little changes within churches that seem to be happening constantly. But then mm-hmm. you look at like kind of historically, like the big picture, mm-hmm. the, the big church and change is just like becoming a more and more common thing. Right. You know, just we were talking and it was talking about my growing up experience at church for my whole, basically my whole growing up life, church was the same. I mean, we had the same, we we practically had the same order of service Wow! for my whole, for Sunday morning service, my whole life growing up. I mean, you know, you sing a few hymns, take the offerings, sing, sing maybe another hymn or two, special music, 
pastor gets up, does the sermon, just as I am, altar call, we're done. You know, it's like, you know, it's like that's basically what we did for, you know, my first 18 years of life. And then, and then there was this, like, there was this huge, like, struggle, like, like back and forth struggle between we're going to cling to and hold on to what we've had for all this time and people wanting to bring in new and change things. Mm. And like, it seems like once that battle was over, now it's just been like this constant state of flux ever since. I mean, if you think it took us like, it probably took 10 to 20 years to get through that whole worship wars thing. Yeah. And, and the, and so we changed from traditional worship to what was called contemporary worship. But after that change from contemporary worship, the style has continued to morph and change like almost constantly for the next ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like if you if you compare contemporary worship that we're doing now in the church to what we did last year to what we did five years ago and 10 years ago, totally. it's completely changed totally. in style. And um, it just feels like there's just this kind of constant ever increasing uh velocity of change i don't know if velocity is the right word it's like ever increasing ferocity it's ferocity velocity or or just uh, um more magnitude yeah like more of it mm-hmm. the change that is happening is more and you know um you know i mean a couple of questions right it's like you know what's causing that is it a good thing is it a bad thing I mean, you know, my my first thought as we were talking about this is, you know, I feel like um, our society, you know, U.S. uh, American society, and I I don't know, maybe it's more prevalent in the Northwest where we live. I I just, I don't know if it's a regional thing or what, but it feels like maybe our society is is more, um, more adept to change. Like there, it's easier to change than before, Mm -hmm. you know? And is that because of technology? Is that because of, you know, growing social media? I mean, sure, you know, all the above, I whatever. But it seems like, and I feel it myself, it seems like it's just easier to change, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think you're right. And I think, I think technology probably is the biggest culprit to I mean, think, think, think about your phones. You know, you're, you're getting a new phone every, you know, every year or two. Mm-hmm. And and those phones, like, tremendous change. Like, if I look at my first cell phone versus the phone mm-hmm. I have now, oh, my goodness, right? Like, right. like my first phone, my first cell phone made phone calls. Like, it didn't even text. It just made phone calls. Well, what, what makes it a challenge, though, is, um, you know, your phone is one thing. I mean, getting a new phone and and relearning how to use your phone is one thing. I mean, you you get used to it pretty quick. You know, yeah. you learn what the what the differences are, where to go for this, where that has been moved to and so on and so forth. But in the church world, like especially in worship, what it kind of means is um we've had to become these like perpetual learners of new skills. It's like like something, something new will kind of sweep across the country and we have to go learn how to do it. You know, like like we have to figure out how to do these things. Like, you know, a couple of years ago, I don't think, I think it's, I think it's still a major part of current modern church, but it's not, it doesn't have the same push, at least not what I see as it did, but you know, stage design, you know, 
Right. Like stage design, you know, four years ago, five years ago was all the talk. And so like everybody was investing all this time and money in stage designs and changing their state, their set design, every series. And yeah, we, we and, did a big yeah. stage design. That, that was a, that, that was a lot of work. That was, right. that was big change for our church, you know? Right. And, but then I, so then you, you go from, you make it, make a change mm-hmm. of, of a stage design, you know, for one year. And then all of a sudden, just like, well, okay, well, this church is doing it like every series, so we're gonna, we need to up our change to like a couple times a year. And all yeah. of a sudden, you find yourselves <laughs> investing all this time and stuff in something that just didn't even exist a year ago. Yeah, which, boy, that's a great point you make. You know, like I'm thinking about other things that have, other things that have like become um, normal. You know. Um, and, and obviously there, you know, there's the, the, the really obvious things, you know, hymnals like that used to be a really normal thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, I mean, not too many churches use hymnals anymore, but I'm thinking, yeah, what, what is it, you know, more recently? I mean, even, you know, even styles of preaching, um, a lot, a lot more visuals, mm-hmm. you know, a lot more media mm-hmm. driven, you know, pictures, photos, videos, um, you know, memes, whatever, uh, which by, yeah, I was preaching, uh, just a few weeks ago, three or four weeks ago. And I use the baby meme, um, and uh, you know, like, uh, but like, I, I don't know if you would have that a year or two ago, right? You know, or even you know, like you know, we still have the old four three ratio screen, you know, ten yeah. twenty four by seven sixty eight. We're way behind the times, you know, like yeah, widescreen, triple yeah, wide media, right? Yeah, yeah, widescreen or you know, three screens, you know, you know, different stuff on all three screens, and that's and that's pretty normal now in most churches. Well, that's a huge change for a church to go from one screen to three screens because it's not just, oh, let's add a couple screens and call it good. I mean, there's different software, there's different programming, there's different skills you have to learn, you have to buy all the media or have someone create it, so you have to either have more more budget money to go buy it or you have to have more budget money to pay someone to create it. It's like it's, we're just kind of in this constant uh you know another big change um just that's that is a real life scenario our church you know when we moved out of the sanctuary um into the fellowship hall you know because we couldn't meet there anymore uh you know it, it was a really good um time it was a good reason to go get a digital board mm-hmm. you know we've had that monster allen and heath forever mm-hmm. And so you know we we, uh, we picked up the uh, um, uh, the Midas M thirty two, great board, digital board, but totally different, right? Right. Like that's change. Yeah. Uh, learning how to use a digital board and teaching our volunteers how to do that, big change. But I think the excuse me the the bigger question that you brought up, which which I, I think we want to talk about um, in, in the time we have left, is you know you you referenced how you were going to church. And for 18 years of your life, church didn't change. And now it seems like change is always happening, whether it's a building change or a stage change or a personnel change or just or just like the kind of the bigger picture change, mm-hmm. you know, where, where you see the, the vibe and the culture, you know, changing. The, I think the reality is the point that you brought up, which is a great point, is the church is changing like on an on a very fast pace whereas 20 30 years ago it wasn't mm-hmm. you know the changes that you saw you would see maybe like one change every few years like yeah i mean the carpet would wear out after 20 years and so you'd get new carpet and that was a big deal yeah or like churches would spend years raising money to buy a new piano right like i remember the church uh when i went up to longview 
they had just gotten the new uh, uh, seven foot Yamaha. Hello. And they did a fundraiser. You know, had people buy a key and you know divided the cost of <laughs> of the piano up to eighty eight keys. And so it's like, and they did. They spent like years, a couple of years, raising the money to get a new piano or raising money to get a new a new soundboard. Like you talked about, new digital board, and then and then like. But then after that, it's like it's, all of a sudden things started started happening really fast and just like a constant state of change. But, but I'm you know, one of the one of the questions and thoughts and wonders I have is what is this doing to the church? Right. Because like there, I'm an I, I, I like change. I like new stuff. I like trying new things and experimenting and all that stuff. But what is this constant change doing to the church? Because another big thing that has changed. Uh, is the church is a lot smaller now than it used to be hmm. 20 years ago. There are a lot uh, fewer churches, a lot a, a lot of churches that were around then are a lot smaller than they were at that time. Not all of them. But well, there's... and probably even, I mean, fair to say less people, mm-hmm. you know, going to church. I mean, I think especially, again, in our in our region, the Northwest, you know, is is probably one of the you know more unchurched areas of the country i mm-hmm. I, I think i mean i don't know what the statistics are but well i mean the whole country lost and like uh was it was it 12 percent or 14 percent there's a pew a pew research study that came out that that uh talked about the loss i think we talked about this before from 2007 to 2014 and there was a loss of like maybe it was eight percent maybe it was eight percent mm an 8% decline in, in the church over that period of time, people leaving the church. But, but yeah, the, so the and, question, you know, the, the, the constant change we're seeing, you know, more, more active change in 2015 than there has been. And you, you can only presume that in 2020, the, you know, there'll be more change. I mean, is it exponential? But the question is, is it a good thing? Mm-hmm. Is it a bad thing? It, is it indifferent? Does it matter? Is it just a new season of, of church? And what does it mean for uh you know for for pastors? What does it mean for for worship leaders? What does it mean for for us? I mean, well, a lot of it, a lot of it just feels like a distraction. A lot of it, I mean, like I don't know if you get Church Production Magazine. Yeah, we get Church Production Magazine. You know, it's free magazine. Yeah, it's basically, it it's basically a commercial for all these different companies who sell per- church production stuff, and that's mixed in with a few articles uh, that are in there. But like, I just throw it away now. I, I used to know, love. I didn't even know there were articles. In yeah, there. I thought it was there's all- a couple. <laughs> There's a couple. That's funny. But um, I used to love getting that and looking through and seeing all the cool, you know, church sanctuaries and sound and lights and video and all that stuff. Now I just throw it away because I'm like, if I look at this, I'm going to want this stuff. And that's not what we need right now. Like, more more stuff. Yeah. And so, like, I've just actually started throwing it away and don't even look at it anymore. But I think what it's, it's really created this, uh, the constant change has created a constant distraction hmm. for the church away from its mission. It's like we're, we're constantly being tempted to divert our attention to go chase down this new technology, this new thing that we think is going to make us more popular, more cool or whatever. So, so let me play devil's advocate here. Um, so should I at my church... Uh, Bring back the hymnals, unplug the sound system, get uh get the piano out, um and and just kind of you know turn off all the media, turn off all the lights. I mean, where's the balance? Yeah, the ironic thing is that there are churches that are growing by doing that. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I mean, 
for one, I think, I think it's a, it's a bell that cannot be unrung. Like, I think we've, we've gone so far in this direction. There isn't going to be any receding back to that day and age. Mm. Um, but you know, I think, I think, I think we have to, and I know this is something we have talked about for sure. We have to get a lot more serious about the why behind the change. Mm. Like, um, you know, just because you know, we're looking, we're talking about um, wanting to help, you know, help build a, a more, uh, an online presence through YouTube or something like that and streaming services on YouTube or something. And, but, you know, just because we're doing that doesn't mean you need to do that. And just because other churches are doing it doesn't even necessarily mean we need to do it. Yeah. Like if there's not a, if there's not a really specific reason for you to do something, then why even consider doing it just because it's new or cool or like, and and I think, yeah, and I know we've talked about this before, but I think that's the danger, right? The danger mm -hmm. is um, changing for change sake or changing because it's the cool thing to do. Um, you know, for us, like that stage design that we did a year ago, like that was really intentional. Um, you know, something that I wanted to do for years and, you know, finally was able to kind of get some people together kind of for our Christmas program, you know, was able to kind of debut it with that whole theme of, you know, light and, you know, let there be light and the Edison bulbs and stuff. But, but, you know, I, I don't think, um, I, I don't think, you know, we, we change the, the, stage just because like well you know the church down the road changes it every three months so mm -hmm. we should too um you know what's the purpose right that's yeah. kind of what you're saying but like kind of the a bigger thought you know that we started the discussion with is like um what does what does an, an unbelieving world perceive i mean i think a lot of what the church may have had going for it was that was its unchangingness mm. um, in the sense that God never changes, you know? And so the church stood out, you know, the church was, was different. The church was, was kind of set apart for, for that period of time. And now we're not really set apart anymore. We're, we're, we're pretty blended in with pretty much anything else you would see that's Christian or non-Christian, you know, secular or, or, um, or faith-based, you know, there's, there isn't, we're not set apart. So what are, what is the enticement? What is the thing that people would be coming into that, uh, that they used to find in the unchangingness of the church and the, and the consistency. And I don't know, I don't know that that's even a good question to ask, but that's something I've been thinking of. Mm. And is it important? I don't know. Maybe it is, maybe it's not important at all. Maybe I'm totally off base and wrong, mm. but, um, but I think, I think we're like, we're in this, we're in this fast paced change world yeah. and we got to get the reins on something so that we're being purposeful about what we're doing. Gra yeah. Grab on to something, be purposeful, mm -hmm. but no, a lot of change and we're going to keep seeing it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a matter of what you do with it and why you're doing it. So yeah, good, good stuff. Good thoughts. So if you're feeling that way, at, at the very least, if this was totally unhelpful and, and un- <laughs> 
unsolid in any way, shape, or form. At least you know there are other people who are feeling that way with you. Yeah, just at this just point recognizing, in time. yeah, recognizing <laughs> there's a lot of change going on. Yeah, so um, that's all the time we have for this episode. Episode. Oh, as soon as I looked to see what episode it was, a screensaver screensaver came up. Screensaver. Talk about something though that hasn't changed. We still have screensavers <laughs> on our computers. <laughs> Um, episode 157 of the is. Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. 157. Um, you can find us online, worshipministrycatalyst.com, facebook.com slash worshipministrycatalyst, twitter.com slash wmcatalyst. You can send an email to david at worshipministrycatalyst.com or, or kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. And you can leave a voicemail at 360-818-4339. Uh, check out some of the other people we partner with, like Garden City Project and uh, Frequency dot fm and their podcast and rich kirkpatrick a lot of great guys out there that yeah. uh, have been on the show and uh ross king who looks like he's moving to nashville oh man yeah i uh, just saw from alabama huh yeah so um ross king great guy or so no the, he was in sorry texas a yeah, was texas, texas yeah because yeah. texas a&m that's who it was yeah. it was some big football team but lots lots of really great people uh that have been on the podcast definitely worth supporting um so go check them out. You can just go to our website, worshipministrycatalyst.com, and you'll find a lot of those links and resources. And uh, by the way, uh, the ebook we released last year, Creation Emancipation, yes. is now finally, a year later, available on Amazon. Hey! <laughs> so you can go get it. You can get it for free right now, I think, uh, on amazon.com and download it and read it on your Kindle. So nice. just go, go check that out if you're interested. And if you want to leave a review, let people know what you think of it even if it sucked you know go ahead and post that up there and that way you can save well, someone else the time yeah i mean say uh, say something nice maybe i mean yeah, but if you want to be honest be honest be but honest, don't be mean tell the truth don't be mean but don't don't be vindictive just be honest all okay. right <laughs> so there you have it we'll talk to you next time all right bye twitter.com slash wm catalyst Facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst.